Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, friends. Dr. Motley here with the Health Institute. And today on the podcast, I have one of my mentors, one of the doctors who have shown me one of the main basic, not basic, but one of the main most important ways to help people heal is that through their genetics. So this podcast is about genetics, about methylation, and about to get to the root core of who you are. And my guest is Dr. Jay Dunn. She's out of Atlanta, Georgia. And she is, uh, I say this because I'm going to embarrass her probably right now, but she has been um, a mentor of mine. She's taught me so much. The first time I ever heard Dr. Dunn speak, I, was t- I will tell you from personal experience, I thought her words were so high that it was going over my head. And then I was like, well, she's a genius. So when I started taking her courses, I, I wanted to absorb more. And I had other doctor friends that were taking uh, the course from her. And on a side note, uh, before I start, Dr. Dunn, and I'm just speaking ahead, but I'd had Lyme disease for a very long time. Uh, one of the main things that I got a lot of these things cleared out from the infections and um, my head still gave me a little bit of bl- um, brain fog, a little blurriness of vision, and my legs were always weak. And then one of our mutual friends, one of your students, Dr. Nancy Miller, told me about methylation and started working on my legs through the methylation process, which has to do with minerals and vitamins and you looking at your genetics to help with that. Couldn't believe it. After a while, I started standing on my legs and my legs weren't hurting anymore. I remember I could actually start working again. And uh, I'm going to tell you with all my heart, thank you. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. Dunn. It really is a privilege. Wow. I, I did not know that story, Dr. Motley. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's good to hear. Thank it's, you for having me on the show. Oh, I'm so glad. I, I want you to be one of our contributors. And, and I say that, um, that story uh, definitely to like for other people out there that have had issues where they think that there's no hope and, and things uh, can't seem to uh, work their way. I remember, Doc, whenever I'd be working, um, uh, I was so sick at the time that I would lean against the table and work on people and I would try to keep myself up. And at one time, this is honest truth, I wore a neck brace sometimes when I worked on people because I would just tell them like I had a real bad catch in my neck, but it was the Lyme, you know, affecting my neck muscles. I literally thought like I was going to quit and I thought, well, I'm not going to be able to stand up because it gives you MS type symptoms. And, and I thought, well, maybe this is done with my career. Dr. Miller, she was like, hey, if, if you get the right things turned on in your genes, then you should be able to start creating energy more. And I remember it was a flip after about two months, I was taking some stuff. And I remember one day I sat up and I was like, huh, I didn't sit down for four hours. I was sitting down every 20 minutes on the stool. And I was like, huh, okay. Another few weeks passed. I was standing up all day and I was increasing. I was like, oh, I can stand up. I can do it. And I was like, that is the power of this. So Without further ado, Doc, um, I say it with all say it was only makes me well up. I just really, really appreciate who you are. Um, people want to know who you are. Uh, they want to know on this podcast, like uh, just like your background, what's your passions, why you get into genetics. But can you give us a, an overview of who you are and what got you into genetics and why it's so important to you? Yeah, thank you for that uh, introduction. That was very kind. Um, I'm a chiropractic physician and I've been practicing for over 34 years now. Mm. Um, and, you know, I had a fairly successful practice. I did all, a lot of the modalities that you do, you know, like the functional medicine and the emotional work and the energy work and structural work, the whole, the, the whole kind of package and uh, had a very successful practice in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You know, there were a subset of people that I was working with that didn't respond to anything I did, you know, mm. and like you, they had these chronic, weird symptoms that nobody could figure out. Nobody could seem to help them with. You know, I, it just made me think, you, you know, as a practitioner, those are the people that we take home and we think about and we go, what are we missing? There's something missing here. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my own, my own situation, I'm trained as a functional medicine practitioner and, you know, have all these tools. But for me, I could never get on top of my depression. I had lifelong depression and chronic fatigue syndrome. The Epstein-Barr virus was always there whenever, you know, I do any kind of lab work or anything. It was... It was just ever present and I couldn't seem to get rid of it with all the things I knew, all the tools in my bag. I'm like, okay, we're missing something, you know? So those two things. And then the third thing that kind of led me down this path was thinking about my father who died at 55 of lung cancer when I was 20 years old. And um, 
no no big secret there. I mean, he was a big smoker and drinker and never exercised and never did anything healthy. But the interesting thing was my stepdad, who was his best friend, ended up marrying my mom after my dad died, did the same things for another 30 years and it didn't get him. You know, and it, so the only thing you can say about that is has to be genetics, right? Mm -hmm. So those things uh, sort of, you know, and then and then I kept hearing this word methylation, you know, and maybe your audience and you know about what methylation is. But at the time, I was like, I don't know what that is. What is that? So it was like all the signs were pointing toward uh, finding this deeper level of healing in the genetic realm. It was, you know how things are like, OK, come on, <laughs> we're going. So um, I began to kind of take a deep dive into understanding uh, genetics in the realm, in the context of biochemistry. And this is this was not one of my strong suits. I actually failed chemistry twice when I was pre-med. Pre but when I finally understood it and understood how it related to the body and how we could get our hands on it, you know, kind of through the filter of genetics and and muscle testing, because I'm a, I'm a big muscle tester. That's my biggest technique that I use then it all came alive for me and you know when mm. you can understand it use it and it has practical value then you know i get pretty passionate about that so i got my genes tested and you know through 23andme and then put them through there there are different like websites where you can put that raw data through and you get a report so i got a report from uh it was like 30 genes that we were that i was looking at at the time and I, this is all brand new to me and i'm looking at it i'm going what does this mean you know i have uh, what's called a homozygous variant. So just to back up a second. So we get one gene from mom, one gene from dad. Mm -hmm. It gives us sort of our blueprint. You know, it tells our body how to make certain enzymes in the body. And one of the genetic variants that I inherited that was the wrong code for a particular enzyme was the vitamin D receptor. And so that was the one that really kind of led me into understanding what was going on. And this made sense to me because no matter what I did, I could not get my vitamin D levels up and my mm. blood work. You know, I would take, I would get blood work done and it'd be like 18. Mm. Or I like to see blood work, uh, the vitamin D levels above 60, between 60 and 90. But no matter what I did, no matter how much vitamin D I took, I, it wouldn't budge. You know, I'm like, well, why? You know, clearly I'm low in it. I should just take vitamin D. But it turns out the receptor is the problem. I can't, I can't absorb it. That vitamin D can't get in there for me to absorb it. And so that was a genetic variant. And I thought, well, what does that mean? What does that mean for my health and what's going on in my body? So again, took a deep dive into understanding this particular genetic variant, the vitamin D receptor, looked at all the studies that have been done. And, and one of the first studies I found said that you, you have a higher risk of lung cancer when you smoke. And I went, aha, there's my dad. Mm -hmm. Second was you're gonna have trouble fighting off infections. You won't be able to uh, mobilize your T cells to fight infections. Lyme disease, Epstein-Barr, et cetera, <laughs> chronic, chronic diseases. And third, it, it's how our brain makes dopamine and serotonin, mm. the brain chemicals. So I went, oh, God, this is, makes so much sense. This is what's going on with me. But okay, sucks to be you. You know, <laughs> Is that all we got? We got like, okay, this sucks to be you. And then I, I just started looking deeper and um, found a really cool study by Chris uh, Masterjohn, who I think is one of the brilliant people out there, a PhD biochemist. And he was talking about the cofactors for vitamin D, which are K2 and A. And I thought, well, okay, well, let's try that. So I started taking vitamin D with K2 and A and bam, within a very short time, my brain chemicals fired up. And that mm -hmm. was, to, I was like, oh my God, I think this is happy. I, I <laughs> about this. Uh, but it was stunning to me after 55 some years of trying to find the answers to my depression, it was like mm -hmm. that. My brain turned on. I could make serotonin and dopamine where I couldn't do it before. And my chronic fatigue syndrome was gone within two weeks. The Epstein-Barr virus never to return. And I went, okay, we're on to something. So I started looking at what are the cofactors for these other genetic variants that have an effect on our physiology and our biochemistry. I'm going to go back and we're going to talk about, I love how you talked about like you couldn't even make um, the enzymes to make the proteins to actually help you absorb vitamin D. And there's many people out there though, doc, that don't know about methylation itself. Um, I'm not going to like, I've taken this from you, but could, could you give them a, you know, a basic understanding of what methylation is and how, why it's important in this set? I know you described the vitamin D receptor, but how it is in the whole gamut of genetics. 
Yeah, that's a big topic. I try, I'll try not to make it too complicated, but, but essentially methylation is a carbon and three hydrogen molecules. You know, it's, a, it's what's called a methyl group uh, is formed through the process of methylation. And that comes from folic acid and B12. So if you have uh, proper amounts of folic acid and B12 and they're activated correctly, then you make what's called methyl groups. And those methyl groups actually activate genes so they can turn a gene on, turn a gene off. They also upregulate our ability to detox, our ability to break down histamine. And so they're involved in allergy uh, reactions, how our brain makes neurotransmitters, how we um, make energy out of our food. So it's it's an incredibly important concept. And this is where sort of the whole concept of the genetics and methylation were, were the first areas where we started to understand how our genes could affect our physiology in a gene called the MTHFR gene. And I think, you know, a lot of people are familiar with that. And it, sometimes even medical doctors are testing for the MTHFR gene. And its function is to turn folic acid into the active form of folic acid, which is methylfolate. Mm. That is a precursor to the methyl groups that go around and do these things in the body. This is all happening at the cellular level, you know, millions of times a second. This is all going on. If you can't methylate correctly, then you're going to have deficits in all those areas. You won't detox correctly. You won't make neurotransmitters correctly. You won't break down histamine correctly. A lot of things are going to be impaired if you, if you have that gene, if you have that particular variant. That's like the description though, Doc, like when we see patients or clients that come in, they like they have Epstein Barr virus, or they've had Lyme disease, and uh, like you say, they break down histamine. It's where uh, an individual comes in and says, "Hey, when I got this, I started becoming sensitive and allergic to everything after um, I got this infection." And or like you just said, like I, I can't think straight. I'm I'm completely depressed. The important fact that that one gene, I think the biggest thing that I remember tell you telling me, like, I love when you went through these things step by step, you like a gene creates basically a protein and a protein's an enzyme. So the enzyme modulates or drives the process of what you just described. And when you, you realize, like, like you said, histamine response, allergy response, low immune system, depression can all come from, I mean, be subsidiaries of this one MTHFR gene. I think many people out there are going, that's exactly what I have. And I think that one of the, the biggest uplifting information th that I've got from taking your courses and from you giving uh, us what you have shared in your knowledge is that I've, like you said, I've treated so many people with Lyme disease. I've treated people that, like you said, have hypothyroidism, hypothyroidism have had Hashimoto's. And I'm not trying to make all story time, but I, I remember that we, we talked about different, like Chris Astle Smith, he has a lot of like good nutrients he puts together for metabolic processes and methylation. And I just had a lady that called me the other day and she says, Hey, uh, I went back and my, uh, my Hashimoto's is not, not there anymore. Yeah. And I was like, and we just methylated, you know what I mean? I was like, but basically it was like three good supplements, a couple of herbs that said, this is what we need to methylate. You know, you can get out of your Epstein-Barr virus. Now you can get rid of your, your Lyme disease and, and people think like, are you, yeah, but to turn on your immune system is a very important thing. Now, can you describe to me, doc, like, I'd like you already just said it, but like when they have an enzyme and, and, and it creates the enzyme effect, like you say, with your serotonin and dopamine, it prevents you from creating the, like the serotonin and the dopamine because they don't have the gene structure because of the recessive genes. Can you sort of clarify that a little bit for people out there? Yeah, th think of it this way. A lot of people understand the whole concept of lactose intolerance. Mm -hmm. Your genetic code can either be the correct code for making lactase, which is the enzyme that breaks down lactose lactose mm -hmm. or you could have the wrong code for it a slight change in a base pair in that mm -hmm. dna can lead to a, a lower functioning enzyme such as you know the the lactase enzyme and therefore you're going to be lactose intolerant you're not going to be able to break it down like other people could mm -hmm. so we all, we're all familiar with that that concept of being lactose intolerant understanding that it can be genetically you know passed on essentially so it's the same thing for a lot of other enzymes in our body. I mean, how we make energy is governed by enzymes that we have a code for that we've inherited. So how good are you at making energy? How good are you at having a, a high metabolism? Some people like you have a really good metabolism. Some people like me, we have to struggle with it, but we can modify it. We can, we can take supplements that actually make up for that low functioning enzyme through taking a particular cofactor or a coenzyme. And you mentioned it when you, when you, in the introduction, it's either a vitamin or a mineral. So, so imagine this vitamin D receptor, it's sitting here. This is my receptor, not, not open. You know, my, my 
vitamin D is trying to get in, can't get in. Mm -hmm. When I take K, opens a little bit. When I take O, bam, or A, it's open. Now D can get in. It mm. changes the, the structure of that particular receptor or that particular enzyme, those cofactors. Mm. So when you add the right vitamin in the right amount, the right mineral in the right amount, boom, that receptor opens or that enzyme starts working better like it's supposed to. So it's, it's a fascinating thing that happens right down there at the biochemical level. I, I think, Doc, when, when you had, I remember you had a diagram one time that it really explained a lot and people out there, if they're watching, it's like when she said it opened up, like even in our biochemistry classes, when you have like um, an enzyme or you have a receptor site and it has all these little receptor key slots and it was a brilliant diagram for people out there may not understand like literally if you take a vitamin or a mineral and it fits perfectly into that key slot it actually morphs and changes the shape of the actual receptor site to allow it to open up so it's like putting little like round cogs in a wheel like you're you're tapping them in and things open up and it like allows it to be more receptive i think it's great when we talk about genes and about people's health like you know we have so many people say well i'm just allergic to everything that's true and i have this and this and this like if you have high histamine and the first thing we want to think about, even in herbals is like, we'll say, well, we'll take something that prevents DAO or, or a histamine response. Um, and I'm going to take these herbs to reduce that. But I love the way you process it is like when you find a person's genetics and histamine is modulated by how well they methylate through a small molecule called SAMe. But you like to take it back in steps because you're like, man, if your liver is not actually even processing folic acid or B12 properly, you're not going to make any enzymes that go, I mean, the product to actually help break down your histamine. So you can take this herb all day to break histamine down, but it's going to keep happening, right? Like that's, that's your, the premise of it, right? Like you're going back into the steps to find what the original source is. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we, I was treating patients that way for years and years and years. I would give them, okay, it's not an over-the-counter or a prescription histam antihistamine. Mm -hmm. It's natural, but it's still a Band-Aid. Mm -hmm. Why is the body making that histamine in the first place? Why isn't it breaking it down properly? Yes, and you trace that back. You're exactly right. You trace that back to how well do they methylate? Because the enzyme uh, histamine N-methyltransferase is, the, I know it's a mouthful, but that's the one that converts histamine. It breaks it down. That's uh, histamine N-methyltransferase. You can hear that methyl group in there. So mm -hmm. if you're not making methyl groups correctly, if, if you know it traces all the way back to that methylation, if you if you can't activate B12 or, or folic acid, your histamine levels are going to be high. In fact, it's one of the ways that you can test to see if you're a low methylator. Is whole blood histamine is like the classic test uh, for for determining whether or not you're methylating correctly. And it's, it is, um, you know, everybody's out there is like. I guarantee you they're going, yes, like every time I, uh, I, I got sick to a point and I breathe anything in, like if I get into a moldy environment, if I eat something that has yeast in it, I'll just completely break out or have hives. And I remember we talked about, you know, many people say, oh, is it your environment, your genetics? And we're like, yes. And it is how your environmental toxins trigger that. But if your histamine are staying super high and like what you're just saying, it's like now anything can trigger it because histamine is just on the rise, like in your bloodstream. For me, when we learn talk about methylation and the people out there are saying, well, um, how do, well, how do I know like what is going on with me? I'm not jumping the gun because this is a great conversation. When we go into genetics and genetics testing, if you wouldn't mind, like people out there and going, well, I, right off the bat, I, I want to know what my genetics are saying. We have, um, my happy genes is the, uh, the product and the company you've created. Do you suggest like most people that have chronic infections to go ahead and get like, get their genes tested and get this thing rolling and see what they're actually creating in their body? Yeah, well, I do, you know, and I'm a little biased about it because, you know, it really was the thing that solved so many uh, people's chronic health issues, including my own. Um, and I wanted to create a software program. You know, you're a muscle tester, mm -hmm. as, as am I, um, but we can only do so many people, you know, mm -hmm. it's like uh, I wanted to help millions of people. I wanted the software program to be able to get as close as we could get to the muscle testing results that we were getting, that we're getting in the clinic. I wanted a software program that could calculate, you know, what, what genes you inherited, what symptoms you're, you're having, because that, that's important too. Just because you have a gene doesn't necessarily mean it's expressing. So we want to mm -hmm. see, is it expressing? And then uh, looking at the biochemical pathways. So our, our program triangulates those three, you know, the, the wow. biochemical pathways, the genetic variants, the symptoms. 
And so this makes it different than any other program out there because a lot of programs are like, oh, you have the MTHFR gene, here, take methylfolate. You have the VDR, take ADK. Take, you know, it's one gene, one product, and it, it's, it's disastrous because it's not understanding the interplay of genes. Mm. Um, let me give you a, a for instance. Let's say you're listening to this podcast and you go, oh, I should, I should take ADK because I have low immune system function. And you start on it and it actually, um, you've got other genes down the line that are being affected by what you just did. Cause your, your body will start to make dopamine, adrenaline and noradrenaline. And if you can't break those down properly, you're going to go into a panic attack. You're going to go into anxiety, ADD, you're going to create another problem. Mm. So the software program was designed to understand that, okay, not only do you have the VDR, but you've got this gene down here comped and you've got this gene over here, da, da, da. And it triangulates all of that. I can't do that in my head. <laughs> I could do it with muscle testing, but <laughs> the software program can do it. And then um, it designs a diet for you, uh, lifestyle suggestions, and then uh, supplementation. That's wow. it's like it designs a multiple based on your genetics and your and your symptoms that are expressing. I love the way that you you describe it because um, whenever I doc, I, I try to talk to my patients, even with genetics or, or hormones. I try to keep it like. I am pretty mechanically based sometimes. People think I like if you feed certain parts of your body a lot of nutrients and it builds up, it gets stronger and that's great. But the things that the waste that that area starts to produce is not able to be broken down. I always say, think about hormones that way. You make hormones, they can't be broken down. They get recirculated or they get stored. That's how you, <laughs> that's how the body is. You have to have enzymes to break them down. Point in case, when you talked about the vitamin D and K, I think that how your system looks at the whole picture. I had um, my godson, we had done some testing on him and he was having problems concentrating. And um, I remember I went to one of your seminars. Uh, I was like, I told my, my godson's parents, I said, hey, let's do a gene test on him. And you wouldn't think that a little guy, he's only four years old. And I know you've seen this before, but he, his vitamin D receptors were, he was, he was, a, this is, I like this fact too. He was born late, like as in they were four, in their forties. 50s. And so I was like, I was the baby. I was the runt. So I had the worst genetics. And people say, like, you're the runt. I was like, yes, when your parents are tired, they probably pass you not the greatest information genetically. Found out that he was vitamin K. And your genetic report told me that they had tons of vitamin K deficiencies. And I mean, this kid, he needed like two pills of vitamin K a day. And I thought, oh, oh my goodness. Like, I, I mean, I was double testing. I was like, I, I don't know about this. I saw him three times. They try it, and then they said after two weeks, they said, "Hey, this—he's a different kid. Like he actually can sit down and concentrate because his serotonin and dopamine levels were so crazy because his DDR and DRD and and um, his DRD and his DCDs were so just off his, those genes for his uh, vitamin D dependent genes for his dopamine and serotonin. And for people out there, I'm sorry, I went down that route. People don't understand that. All that to say, the importance of knowing your genes and knowing why. You know, Doc, it's like people have such bad anxiety. They have Lyme disease. They have Epstein-Barr. They're like, I have such bad anxiety. My parents pass it to me. I'm like, you can literally, I know you know, because you showed me, this, you can literally tell a person their personality by showing them a genetics report. And, I mean, isn't that crazy, dog? I mean, I mean, it's crazy because you do it, but I mean, it's just so mind-boggling to me. Yeah, they, they think you're psychic. You know, it's, <laughs> oh my God, that's true. Like you, you probably had difficulty in school focusing, but you're like so smart that you're like way ahead of everybody else when it comes to understanding what was going on. They're like, yeah, how did you know that? Or, or you, you know, they have that DRD3 gene, which is like a dopamine receptor, highly associated with entrepreneurial tendencies. And so I'll go, you know, I'll bet you really have a hard time following a recipe. Like you can't stay, like you're always thinking about a better way to do things. That's that kind of the entrepreneurial spirit. And they're yeah. like, Yes, that's so true. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it is fascinating yeah. to look at that gene report and you can just tell, you know, this is this is what's going on with you. But you can change it too, and that's the that's the cool thing is you can modify that. And the other big concept there, at least for me, was the compassion that it gave me. It gave me compassion about why I was the way I was. You know, it's like I, it's not my fault that I'm depressed. I it wasn't like you know, people say, well, just try to think positive, you know, do affirmations, do whatever. Believe me, I tried it and it, you know, would have a momentary effect. But then my, my baseline was down here. But now when I take my supplements based on my, uh, my genetics, I live up here in Happyville. It's, it's a heck of a lot better place to live than where I was living most of my life down here. And I don't have to try. I wake up happy 
not like ecstatic love, but I have my moments of high and lows, but it's, this is my baseline now. And it's, I'm telling you, it's a whole lot better place to be. And it wasn't my fault. It was in my genes. It was my inability to make those neurotransmitters. And so for a lot of my patients, um, that's so relieving. You know, they go, oh, wow, it wasn't because I'm a slacker or I don't have willpower or I don't, you know, whatever. It's like the anxiety thing. It's, It's fascinating because here's our body going, I can't, you know, you can't break down adrenaline and noradrenaline and, and dopamine and your body's like this. And then we make up a story. Oh, it's because I have too much to do. I got too much work. I got too, you know, my relationship, blah, 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 blah. Hurricanes are coming, <laughs> whatever it is. Oh man. That's our story we make up to match our physiology. And so for me, here I am down here just depressed and going, I think it's because my dad was mean or I was neglected or, you know, it, it, do you know what I mean? Where we, we make up a story that fits our physiology and go, yeah, that's why I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. Then when you're up here and your brain is making neurotransmitters correctly, you go, meh, it wasn't about me. You know, so it's, it's just fascinating. I, I like that when you say it's like how your, your brain um, and your body will uh, try to identify with the trauma and you, you like you said it's like when you say it's not about me it's really amazing that if you give your brain um, and your genetics I think your genetics the proper fuel like it's even in Chinese medicine you know it's like I always say it's coinciding I, I don't think they're really that separate I think that when people say like um, and myself included like I'm going to help heal this organ to process this type of emotion so if I want to help my liver with anger I'm like well the reason you're healing your liver is because you're healing methylation and you're not toxic anymore that's why you're not gonna be so angry that's my patience is like if you if you give yourself the proper fuel you're never not going to encounter anger or frustration or something you are designed to be able to take that information and process it in a way to be able to be processed out and some things are recycled some things are passed out even through waste in your body to allow your brain chemicals to go I have enough sufficient brain chemicals to handle that type of stress but we're in a day and age now, like, you know, we do talk about in our courses, right? Like talk about glyphosates and pesticides and radiation, to, you know, um, EMFs. And, and those things can have an influence about how well you process. But you're right. It's like if you do have enough fortification and you have the right balance of fortification of supplementation, then you should be able to body to be able to process the majority of all your, 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 um, your issues. And, and, that dot goes in that whole other realm. I'm just, I'm not trying to shoot around, but I think these questions come up. It's like many people out there, right? They come in, they go, they'll come to you and come to me and they've taken like 30 or 40 pills. And I'm not putting that down. And, uh, you know, I've had times where I've taken up to 10 to 12 different types of pills at a time. It's fine. But the beauty of what you're doing is that you're showing people like this is specific. Like I want to go back on this part. Like if you look at Dr. Dunn's stuff and I'm bragging, I'm talking too much doc, but interject, I don't want to over talk. On her charts, it talks about how energy is produced in your cells, like called the Krebs cycle. It's a mitochondrial issue. And that in itself will feed a lot of the methylation and all the other processes. And so what Doc has done is lumbered them and layered them saying, if you take care of this one, you'll get a lot of it done. You go to this one, that prevents you from taking 30 or 40 pills. And so what will happen, you have this counterattack. You're getting, you're taking all this and this and maybe working against you. Can you just comment about like doc about like the process and the order like knowing that taking care of this one will help this and this so people don't get overwhelmed thinking i have to take a ton of pills yeah, yeah. wow you were listening <laughs> <laughs> hey i listen i don't speak a lot in, in seminars but i listen a lot yeah you you got it so what, what we found you know I, I mentioned that some people just look at that mthfr gene and go oh i need to take methylfolate right and then that turns on detoxification pathways and they feel like crap because like mm. all these toxins are coming out all at the same time and your kidneys and your liver and your detox system is completely overloaded. And that was the mistake that a lot of people said, you know, started to do and the, and the mistake they made. And then they said, well, methylation doesn't work or it's, you know, it's too hard to do. We had a team in Albuquerque and we started to play with the pathways and how they enter intersect with each other and how they affect each other, just like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and we realized that there's a particular space where you should start, and you mentioned it, the Krebs cycle electron transport chain. Because each of those genetic variants that we've inherited, requ- every enzyme in the body requires ATP. That's our basic unit of energy that's produced in that pathway. So we start there. We get the body making ATP correctly, the basic unit of energy, so that all the enzymes in the body can have enough fuel to start, you know, to start their processes. And that alone 
can eliminate the need for supplements down the line in other in other areas. It's like all they needed was a little more ATP to get up to a level that's uh, somewhat balanced. And what you just mentioned, you know, that's this is where our environment meets our genetics, and that is, you know, glyphosates and uh, electromagnetic fields. You know, the radiation, the the chemicals, pesticides, heavy metals can take out our mitochondria where we make ATP. Mm. So um, for some people, their mitochondria is so damaged from those things. And so it's, it's important in a lot of areas that we start there, but we also talk to them about avoid EMFs, avoid glyphosates, avoid these medications that are going to shut down your mitochondria because you're going to end up right back here again with all these genes expressing themselves because you don't have ATP. So um, we start there. We get the ATP function going. We get the energy production going. That alone makes people really happy because, you know, how many people come to us with low energy as their, as their symptom or weight gain or just, you know, feeling poopy? Mm -hmm. um, that's a technical term. <laughs> poopy. poopy. <laughs> so uh, we get that pathway going first. And then we move on to the pathway next to it, which is the nitric oxide pathway, which has to do with circulation, how much, uh, it's also part of the immune system as well, but uh, nitric oxide dilates our blood vessels and allows oxygen to all the tissues. That's a great second step there. It gets rid of inflammation. So uh, things like the peroxynitrites and superoxides, uh, the free radical molecules that can accumulate, we want to get those out too. That's, that's the second step. Third step then is moving into the brain chemistry and getting the, the VDR going and the, the COMPT and the uh, MAO enzymes that help our, our neurotransmitters be balanced. Then we move on to, you know, the, the VDR, of course. So there's a sequence. There's a sequence of how we should uh, work on these things. And you're exactly right, because sometimes balancing the first pathway, you just balanced out a whole bunch of the other genes that, you know, kind of we're expressing. And then often the second pathway, that'll wipe out a whole bunch more in the third. So your programs are going to go do this. They're going to be much smaller and very targeted. So, you know, when we think about like an enzyme like GAD that breaks down glutamate into GABA, mm -hmm. it's a selenium dependent enzyme. So the people who have inherited a genetic variant there are going to need higher than normal levels of selenium because they have a genetic variant there or not. So it's, it's so if they don't have that genetic variant, then their selenium can be at a lower level. So it's just it's that kind of thing where we're precisely dialing in the exact nutrients for this person through their genetics, turning on the little knobs so that, you know, they make energy correctly, their brain functions well, they break down histamine correctly, there's not allergy reactions, and there's not a detoxification issue. And the cool thing was, you know, when you do it that way, you don't have to play whack-a-mole, you don't have to put out the viruses, you don't have to detox the person, the body will do it. You just give it what it needs to turn those pathways on and then bam. And this is what happened with Lyme disease, Chris. It was like, mm. that was one of the first things I saw disappear. And Lyme is tough. Lyme is a very hard thing to deal with and to, and to work on. Leaky gut. These kind of things were just disappearing and I didn't know why. I was like, what? what is happening here? I'm used to having to work on the leaky gut and fix the gut and, you know, replace the flora and do all that, you know, the four R's. I'm sure you, you remember that whole mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't have to do it anymore. The body will do that. And the, you know, the Epstein-Barr virus, I wasn't taking any antivirals. I just turned on my immune system's ability to fight that virus. And so it's a different question. It's a different question we're asking. Why isn't the body detoxing? Why isn't the body making energy? Why isn't the body fighting these infections. And it comes down to this genetic variant concept and the cofactor that it might need more of to kind of get it going. I think that whenever, when you see like a, like the selenium dependent enzyme for like GAD being made into GABA or um, glutamate or being made into GABA, that, that explains a lot too about how um, like one person needs selenium, the next person doesn't. And I think that it's even in, in our talk about genetics, it's like, uh, you know, I have People go, well, my brother, he doesn't have to take this and he doesn't have this problem at all. And he can eat anything he wants and he doesn't have anxiety. And I'm like, well, how long big is the, the year difference? Oh, seven years. I was like, well, it's even amazing to me that you, the differences that you have between you and your siblings or you and your cousins can determine how well you like it determines how what supplements or what vitamins and minerals and cofactors you need to actually help drive proper processes. And I, I, what I love what you said, Doc, was about how you give yourself compassion, you give yourself grace. Like people come in and they're like, 
I don't know why I'm this way. Why they're like this. Why am I not like that? Like that? And I'm like, you have a whole different set of uh, genetics and especially parents. I find parents that have hey, their children act out or they have some kind of thing going on. And then you tell them, you, sh- you describe their personality. It's like, do they have this aggressive behavior? It's like, well, they have the warrior gene. I said, they're going to fight you and they're going to do this till then they go. That's exactly what they do. And I said, it's not your fault. You can give them all the treats you want. You can, you can give them all the TV and iPad you want. They're not gonna, it's not going to help them feel better. It may keep them occupied for a few minutes. That's what I love about your products and your, your, your testing and, and what you do is because you give hope. And that's why I wanted people out there when they hear it, when they're going on these chronic conditions to have hope. Hey guys, Dr. Josh Axe here. Thanks for listening to the Ancient Health Podcast by the Health Institute. Listen, if you're experiencing any sort of health issue related to digestion or immune issues, it's likely that you have leaky gut syndrome. Listen, leaky gut syndrome affects about 80% of people today, so millions of people could have it and they don't know it. It's the root cause of most health problems today. It can be causing your food sensitivities and food allergies. It can cause adrenal fatigue, irritable bowel syndrome, Hashimoto's disease, hypothyroidism, anxiety, depression, malabsorption of vitamins and nutrients, Crohn's, colitis, eczema, psoriasis, rosacea, chronic joint pain, and basic digestive issues. Yet, most doctors have never heard of it and most people have not addressed this issue. But here's the truth, you don't have to keep suffering with leaky gut syndrome, which is the root cause of autoimmune disease, joint pain, and every digestive problem you can imagine. Over at the Health Institute, I've created a 30-day online video course that covers the entire protocol for healing leaky gut. You'll get a customized step-by-step approach to remove leaky gut triggers in your life and replace them with healing foods, supplements, and make basic lifestyle changes that will help seal and heal your gut lining for the rest of your life. You know, these are the same protocols I've used in the past with my patients where I've helped thousands of people overcome these conditions that we've covered. So listen, if you wanna start getting a personalized approach to healing your body and your gut, visit healingleakygutprogram.com. Again, that's healingleakygutprogram.com or click the link in the show notes. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the rest of the podcast. You have all these environmental factors um, and we're talking about any of them, right, Doc? You're, I mean, we're not, the cool thing about methylation, you could have, like you said, EMF, you could have a bad tooth or neurological tooth, you could have cavitations, you could have strep in your heart, you could have chronic strep in your tonsils. But you're saying if you get mitochondria made, turn energy on, literally you can, your body will start fighting all these things off. That and, you know, understanding like the nitric oxide, the inducible nitric oxide is a huge way that we fight off infections. So a genetic variant in that pathway will inhibit uh, your ability to fight those, but then the the VDR. And what happens with the vitamin D um, actually turns our T cells into massive warriors from little wimpy, like, quit it, stop. (laughs) Come on, bring it. Puts them into massive fighters instead of you know it, it, just letting uh, viruses and bacteria just have their way with your body. We just we're not able to fight them off. So those are those three. Yeah, getting the energy going and nitric oxide and and the vitamin D receptor going and bam, infections can't stay around because that vitamin D receptor is on every cell of the body on the outside of the cell. So it's like it's ready. It's you know no matter like Lyme is difficult because it gets down deep into the tissues. You know that little corkscrew critter can burrow into bone and joints and membranes that makes it very difficult to get to. So when you but when you turn on that vitamin D receptor, yeah, it can it, nothing can hide from it. Oh, I I mean I'm so thankful because when you say like uh, turning on strength to actually help your immune system. Um, uh, to modulate, I, I remember there was um, when we talk about the the strength of the immune system, and um, I think I heard well, a long time ago I heard Wally Schmidt talk about it. You know, like uh, passed a while back, and love that guy; he's a good dude. Um, but when you when you turn on the strength, um, individuals don't realize like your immune system still needs strength. I, I remember I was talking to uh, um, another uh, podcast guest where they were talking about like you have so many immune cells, 
And a lot of times you have like a few immune cells that have to monitor and govern a whole area where there's a lot of, there could be a lot of infection site. And I'm like, if you don't have a really strong immune system, if you don't have a lot of mitochondria being built up, like you will not be able to go off and attack those things quickly and, and, and tag them if, um, readily. And I, I think that people will forget too, it's that when we talk about receptor size, that's like when people come in and they go, hey doc, I, I've been taking 10,000 vitamin, I, I use a vitamin D a day, but I go at my test and I'm still low. Yeah. I'm still at 25 and 26. And I'm like, you got a VDR issue and that's why you have an immune issue. And I think that's why people out there are like, now they know, I'm like, oh, see, so that's why I can't absorb. I'm like, that's exactly why. So you can take 50,000 units a day or 50,000. I mean, and it won't get better until you get the other things to help it be absorbed. Right. Until you change the confirmation of that, of that enzyme. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny because they, I put that poster, you know, my, my biochemical poster, I put it up on the wall behind me in my room. Mm-hmm. And patients love it. They get it. You know, we, we underestimate what they can really understand, but it's logical. Mm-hmm. Once they hear this, like, oh, that makes so much sense. That's why my vitamin D is low and that's why I'm depressed. And that, I get it. And they'll come back in and they'll go, oh, you know what? I think my comp is off because I'm feeling a little anxious. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and they start using the terminology <laughs> and it's, it's like they get it. It makes sense. It's so good because like, um, um, we, like for everybody out there listening, like if you get a gene report, I say, if you have, I mean, depression, and anxiety, there's a lot of, I know there's tons of different, um, genes, but I say, just look at your COMT, your MAO, look at your D, um, like your VDRs and your vitamin D receptors and your MTHFR, this, and, but definitely, you know, your mitochondria. So they'll, they'll write it down and they're like, and they'll go, oh man, I got all these defects. Like these are the ones I'm all recessive in. And then one thing I really love, doc, when you told me, you said to, to point drive, if you get. Is this right, Doc? You, you told me like if you get recessive genes, like one from your dad and one from your mom, and that gene does not allow you to create, let's say, ATP, your mitochondria, that gene is only operating like 30% of the time. If you get one dominant, one recessive, it's 50% of the time. So literally, it's only working like, say, 30% of the time, and you're trying to live a life fullest yeah. extent on 30% of the energy. Right. So that's why we're hooked on caffeine and, you know, energy drinks and, you know, just trying to regain that, that energy and beating ourselves up because we're tired and we're gaining weight and it, you know, it's, it's pretty rampant. But if we look back, you know, those people that have those genes were the ones that survived during times of starvation. You know, the, uh. the skinny guys are going to be gone because they can't, you know, they can't. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, but <laughs> see you. Bye. <laughs> uh, and so you can see how it was selected for in our ancestry, but it's not very fun to have now because we have plenty of calories and, uh, you know, th- and it's pretty common that people are tired and gaining weight and, you know, have cardiovascular issues because this can lead to also high cholesterol and uh, a backup of that pathway. Insulin resistance, blood sugar mm-hmm. issues all, all come from that same pathway. So and that's the number one killer, right? The cardiovascular disease, insulin resistance, blood sugar issues. Those are the number one killers. And the number one complaints are fatigue and weight gain. So it- it's all in that one pathway. Yeah. All in that one pathway. I mean, it's like, I remember when I was younger, Doc, I, um, I, you know, whenever you get tired and fatigued and you don't have no energy, the, like the way you're describing it is many people say, well, I took a B vitamin, I get the shakes. I remember anytime I took a B, my dad tried to, I would get the shakes and I would, I couldn't handle it because I wasn't methylating. And so I was like taking all this information through the, through a pill and my body says, well, you can't break down any of that folic acid and you can't break down detail because you don't have the enzymes to help do it. And so now, once I've been methylating, I can take my body calls for a B complex in the day and in the afternoon when I'm thinking too hard. So I can take the, I can take it towards the evening and I, it doesn't keep me up. It's just like good nourishment and I'm, I sleep pretty well, actually. And for people out there, they get the jitters when they do a vitamin B and they go, because you say we're coffee dependent, then you have all these energy drinks and people say, well, I can't do that. I, I get shakes and I'm like, it just tells you that your liver can't process that stuff very well and your body's, you know, fatigued and tired. The importance of this talk and this, this podcast talk was like, not only because I, I know you're brilliant, I'm glad you're here talking with me about it, but many out there that listen to our podcast and that follow what we do are like basically saying, hey, I, you know, I've got a chronic disease, but I, I just don't have the energy. Like many people will get rid of their Lyme. They'll say they go, oh, I'm doing better, but they'll still tell you like, man, I'm just, I'm out of energy. And I'm like, so my first, uh, it changed my way of thinking when I started doing methylation. It's like, first, we got to get your energy turned back on. And then we can, your body will start removing a lot 
And that takes a lot of it out of my realm. So if I ever have to give you an herbal or something, it may be a very little light dose. Cause like most of the time I may give like an herb, like once, three times a week or something like that, you know? And it just shows people that their body can heal. Like if you get the right fuel, it can heal. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The power that made the body can heal the body. And that's our motto in chiropractic. And it's so true. But it, sometimes it's like the liver is going, you know, I could detox a whole lot better if I just had a little vitamin A. You know, and it's that simple. And if we've inherited variants that require higher than normal doses of a particular nutrient, I mean, yeah, you can eat, you can eat enough food, but it would take a lot of that food, you know, to get the amount that you need to make up for 70% reduction in your ability to absorb it. Like vitamin D, if I had to make, if I had to make up for that 70% with my diet, you know, what is it? Mushrooms and what has vitamin D in it? Like I'd be eating mushrooms all day. <laughs> That's right. It's like when they say food, your medicine, and I believe it. It's like, but they mean like, well, you got to get a whole food, you know, you can eat all foods. I'm like, that's a lot of greens to take in a day. And people don't have that option a lot. You, know? you can do it for a couple of days and then you're like, Ugh, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. So I hate to admit it, but, uh, you know, and if I don't take my supplements, I'm going right back down to where I was. You're not changing your genes. That's the one thing that people don't understand is mm -hmm. your genes are your genes. That's what you inherited. How they express can change, and that's the epigenetic component of it. And we can change the epigenetics through nutrition, through, through nutrients, through diet, through lifestyle, through emotional work, through spiritual work. All of those are going to change the expression of your genes. So it's not just like, oh, only supplements. It's like the whole package, you know, avoiding the toxins staying on a diet that is congruent with your genes, doing your emotional work, you know, all of those things are important too to, to get to that whole health kind of thing. But it's almost like cheating. If you, if you take the right supplements, I call it biochemical nirvana. <laughs> you start with a baseline of balance of energy and all those things. And then all the other modalities we do, bam, you know, they work, they work amazingly well. A chiropractic adjustment will hold, our energy work will hold, our emotional work, gets to the core of what's going on. So to me, I think it's it's a great advantage. It's sort of like biohacking, you know, you're getting in there and it's like, yeah, give me that solid baseline. And then we can go from there. You can add energy, you know, if you overextend yourself during the day, like you say, you can, you know, add a little bit in here and there. And But it's on top of a really solid base. Oh, yeah. And I, I think that I love the way you put it, Doc. It's that, uh, you know, when, when you like, for instance, and I, and I'll say this lightly, when people come in, it's like, it's, it's all my emotions. They always say it's all my emotions. And I'm saying this, I go mechanically, if you have so much serotonin built up overnight, cause you had some time to rest, but you burn all your serotonin off because you didn't have the right enzymes to help you recycle it. So let's say by 11 o'clock, you are going to crash by midday and you're not going to be happy. And so your emotions are going to get the best of you. If you had the right fuel, you could probably keep processing serotonin throughout the day. You know, if you had your, your right enzymes. And I think that there's this separation because our reductionist view of, of, of healthcare has really caught a hold of us. And we're all thinking like, well, it's only this and only that. And I'm like, no, if you look at the, how the keys and pieces are put together, it's like, it all comes together. Like you just said, you know, like it all comes to like motions have a problem with it, but it's what are you feeling your body with? We're in such a depleted nutrition state in this culture nowadays. It's like, can't even drink clean water. I thought it was really funny, Doc. Whenever I first started doing really methylation, um, I had, um, when doing kinesiology testing, they were telling me like I had like pretty, even Nancy was like, you got some pretty gnarly uh, parasitic issues and stuff. And so I was getting other testing done and they said I had like some strong alloidy stuff and they were like, it's kind of hard to get rid of. I started taking a vitamin K and a vitamin D, a heavier amount. I think she put me on a, a form of mushroom, like a, from a host defense or something a while back. And I remember I started getting these weird little fasciculations in my calves. And I was like, what in the world? Like, that's when I started feeling I was like, oh, I don't feel bad. You know, I'd be stomping my legs. And you think about it, like your immune system got activated. I was thinking about it, like, it literally was going through your blood veins. It was going after and trying to kill these things. And I was like, and I felt it. And I, and then I got so sensitive to my own body and knowing my body, like, he's like, your patient's coming. Like, I have a COMT thing. I was like, I would literally, doc, I'd be like, oh, I'm getting rid of parasites today. <laughs> I can tell, like, no problem with business. But the methylation heightened my awareness, which, yeah. I'm so thankful that you, that you created this program. I really am thankful. Oh, thank you so much. But it was, you know, you mentioned Wally Schmidt and Chris Astle Smith, and they are two of my heroes because they really helped me understand how to, how to look at those biochemical pathways and look at where you could have, you know, genetic variants along the way and kind of analyze it through muscle testing. If it weren't for muscle testing, I wouldn't have been able to put this together. If it weren't for 
Wally Schmidt teaching me how to look at those pathways or Chris Astle Smith, how to test them and, and find out where the problem was. Uh, this isn't my work. This is a, com in a combination of a lot of people's work and I just happen to put it into a cool uh, method that's easy to follow and, and, and gets amazing results. I have to give credit where credit is due to these giants in our, in our industry and in our tribe. They're amazing. They're, they're smart guys and Molly Schmidt, God rest his soul. Seriously. I really mean that. And asked Chris Astle Smith. I remember the first time I took his seminar one time, doc, and he was like, you know, you go and have your aubergines. And I was like, what's an aubergine? And then I was like, it's an eggplant. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Aubergine. Like I remember I was watching his videos and he was like, he was like, he's one of the smartest guys I know. Like he would talk stuff. And I was like, and, and I always go to his seminars. I'm like, I'm going to retain 15% at max. <laughs> I, I'm not even going to try to get the other ones. I'm like, it's okay. Cause the way he put formats it, but um, we really like to have you back on more doc. And uh, that's what we were playing on. And, and I really appreciate you doing this because people out there, I wanted to like, kind of like label this as your genetics, how it affects your emotions, your, your anxiety, depression, and your overall immune health. So really, can we find out where to locate you? What's your website? Um, how people find you on Facebook? And is there any, any last comments or any thoughts you want to give? I just want to be able to like give you the uh, platform to tell people uh, where to find you and your product and your, and your um, company. So if people want to learn this work, you know, if you're a practitioner or even if you're not, if you're just really in, if you're a, a biochemistry nerd or into genetics, you can go to a holisticmethylation.com and I have the, uh, the courses online. The first level one and level two teaches you how to do this with kinesiology or without. And uh, we have a certification class. So there are three levels to the, to that training. But if you want to bypass all that and just get your genes done, it would be myhappygenes.com. Um, and you just click on, there's a tab at the top that says buy my DNA kit. We, we actually just changed to a new company. We were testing for 375,000 SNPs. We're going to 675,000 now, and it's going to be much faster and better service. So we're excited about the upgrade. Then we have a list of practitioners around the country, including Dr. Motley here, who's a practitioner, and he's, he's kicking butt with the My Happy Genes. He's an expert on understanding what's going on when you get the reports and how to, how to interpret them and how to guide you on how to implement uh, what's yeah. going on. So we have over 500 doctors around the country that, that are doing that. So we really appreciate you, you know, the, the people on the ground and your staff is, is uh, awesome for taking care of this. So. Oh, I appreciate it, doc. And, and guys, check her out. It's Dr. Jay Dunn. Um, check out uh, holistic methylation and check out my happy genes, all spelled out one word, my happy genes, G E N E S for your genetics.com. Um, check out our videos. And um, if you have chronic diseases, chronic infections, if you know your loved ones have it, you, you want to get down to the root causes. You do want to see what's behind. Know that you as a caretaker is not going crazy. You as a person who's suffering from this is not going crazy. These are explanations and it's written out. It gives you explanations, it even gives you um, nutrition plans and diet plans. Like it'll even tell you why you can't process dairy or you can't process uh, fermented foods. And people say, oh, I thought kombucha was good. Like you would be good for you if you didn't have this gene and it's not being broken down. So doc, the information's great. Um, we'll have you back on. We really appreciate you. And from all of us here at the Institute, um, to say thank you so much. And we'll talk soon, okay? Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I look forward to talking with you more about it. All right. Thanks, Doc.